Thank you for listening to the Resources for Integrated Care podcast series, Promising Practices for Promoting Equitable and Culturally Competent Vaccinations for Dually Eligible Beneficiaries. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on September 15, 2022. In this podcast, Dr. Peter Watson, the Vice President for Clinical Operations and Strategy at Health Alliance Plan, discusses Health Alliance Plan's COVID-19 vaccination initiative. So when we go back to early 2021, actually the story, as we all know, started in spring of 2020. And in the Detroit area and southeastern Michigan, like many parts of the country, we were deeply affected by COVID. At Health Alliance Plan, we're an over 400,000 member plan with a variety of products, including the dual demonstration product. We had personally lost as a plan 250 members from our dual plan in the first three months of the pandemic. This was a personal issue for us as a plan. And like many of you, our colleagues and members of the community suffered through this. As a clinician myself, I took part in caring for patients early in the pandemic at Henry Ford. And so we as a plan really committed to doing our part as a health plan to mitigate what we had experienced in 2020. So when the vaccine became available, we set out on an enterprise plan to really aim to vaccinate as much of our membership as possible with a specific focus on those that are marginalized in our community and those internal goal, particularly for dual eligible members who are our highest risk, was to achieve that goal as soon as possible, preferably by June of 2021. You can see below that our additional support goals, again, were to focus on our Medicaid and duly eligible members. And we were specifically focused on actually achieving vaccine equity across our membership We also wanted to use this as an opportunity to transform our organization. We're already a community-based health plan, but we recognize this was an opportunity for us to transform the way in which we connected with our community. And so we set about really on an enterprise effort, and you can see across the top here the seven key strategic pillars that we took to undertake this effort. This was really along the lines of our ongoing population health effort around segmenting our population and really understanding the needs of that population. We put a lot of focus on measurement and making sure that we have real-time data to inform our efforts. Like you've already heard from some of my colleagues, we looked at very specific channels of vaccine administration and communication. We made a constant effort to engage our own members, and that included members of our dual eligible program to really understand from their point of view what we needed to do to best support the needs of the population, not in the way that we understood it, but in the way that they understood it. We empowered our physicians throughout this process, continue to engage as many stakeholders as possible, particularly our community partners, and we use that data to do continuous PDCA cycles on a weekly basis to really refine our efforts. Our voice of the member was critical. We did a lot of work in late 2020 with Henry Ford Health System to interview members of our community around vaccine hesitancy. We recognized that would be an issue as the vaccine became available, and we wanted to understand the root causes of hesitancy specific to our community. We have an active member advisory council and other HAP members throughout the organization, and we actually seeked out direct input from non-HAP members from the public as well. 
So this was really a company-wide enterprise effort. And what was really unique for our relationship at Health Alliance Plan is the fact that we had such a deep and really effective relationship with our parent organization at Henry Ford Health System. Henry Ford Health System was one of many health systems engaged in COVID management early on in the pandemic and throughout. And that was a key partnership for us as well. One of the things that became a reality, and you can see on the far left, is that our building headquarters during the start of the pandemic was vacant. And so we quickly recognized that we had an unused resource. And one of the things that we did with Henry Ford was actually create a vaccine clinic in our building, which at that time was largely empty. And that became the principal vaccination site for the entire Henry Ford Health System. By the end of 2021, we administered over 80,000 doses of vaccine within our building, not only for our own members, but for members of the general public, provider community, community-based organizations. That became a real focal point and an energizing point for us to really engage in the vaccination effort. We did hundreds of community events across southeastern Michigan, some of those in conjunction with Henry Ford, many of those in conjunction with other community-based organizations, churches, other community-based groups, really meeting people where they were, bringing the vaccine to them, and making sure that we could answer their questions. We had an innovative partnership with McDonald's. This came later in the effort where we actually went to local McDonald's franchises in our most unvaccinated zip codes. And we actually engaged people in the drive through line, talked to them about vaccination, had vaccinations on site for them. Many of these people, in fact, most of them, were folks that were not planning on being vaccinated that morning or afternoon. And I would speak with them personally, answer their questions on the spot, walk them over to get them vaccinated. Uh, we had nurses and other professionals to listen and speak with them and give them the opportunity to be vaccinated and even to come back and be vaccinated at a future time for their second dose, or we would go to their homes for their second dose. And we used a variety of channels to communicate. You can see on the far right, we used a variety of social media campaigns. This is where we answered questions live, not only for our members, but for members of the general public to answer their questions about the vaccine. We also educated our own employees. Our employees were major ambassadors for vaccination, and Henry Ford was one of the first systems to actually mandate vaccination for our own employees, not only to protect our employees, but to send a message to the community that we felt that this vaccine was safe and that we were stepping up to get vaccinated. So one of the key things that we established early on was actually rebuilding our own data around vaccination. In the state of Michigan, we have a statewide improvement registry for vaccination that's administered by the state of Michigan that houses all vaccine data. We actually partnered with the state to make that data much more readily available and refreshed on a weekly basis. This was absolutely essential for us and other health plans in the state of Michigan to have that data weekly refreshed and to expand the number of folks that were in that database. We actually integrated that statewide database, the national acumen database for Medicare, and as well as pharmacy claims and other inputs to have a more holistic view of our actual vaccine status. We actually were able to drill down to the member level in over three dozen different attributes, down to PCP, age group, race, a variety of metrics to allow us to pinpoint where we needed to move our efforts 
We even integrated the social vulnerability index so that we could actually corroborate vaccine rates in certain locales with SVI because we wanted to try to create equity across SVI index across our membership. So that data was really key for us to actually track our progress and it actually allowed us not only to track progress within our membership but also how we looked compared to regional plans and the state. You can see here below by the end of 2021 in our entire membership, we had over 400,000 vaccine doses administered to 178,000 members aged five and up. Of course, folks aged five and up were not till towards the end of 2021. We also looked at what those vaccination rates were across SVI zip codes. And we actually found over time that not only were our overall rates climbing in all of our products, but we are able to do some amount of equilibration across SVI scales. And that allowed us to make sure that we were actually meeting our goals. You can see below our other products and how that worked for Medicare Advantage, commercial. And we were proud to see that our MMP dual program actually approached our self-funded and Medicare Advantage rates and actually exceeded our commercial rates of vaccination. So this entire process over the entire year of 2021 and ongoing into 2022 was really a continuous PDCA process. And really our mantra was listen, learn, educate, and vaccinate. And you can see over the course of the year of 2021, the various phases that we went through to actually achieve our goals. We had a lot of work early on in the conception and initiation phase. This was an evidence-based effort. So we reviewed the literature we tried to really understand our population and apply science to the effort. We immediately focused on our high risk focus, as you've heard from other speakers this afternoon. We identified who our highest risk groups were, both clinically and socially, and focused our efforts there. And as we got weekly data through our dashboards, we continued to do weekly cycles, sometimes almost every several days even, on data that we were getting to refine our efforts and we really, as we went through the latter six months of 2021, really focused all of our efforts on vaccine equity. And that really meant getting into the community, listening to folks, and bringing the vaccine in terms that they would accept. And so as far as spreading these improvements, and this was a learning process for us, we learned a lot from our community. We learned a lot from our community partners. We continued to share information with governmental partners at the local, state, and national level. We did a lot of work with our health plan peers working across the state. This was really a great effort for us to learn more about how we could work better as a health plan and how we could really engage with our community. And this is sort of a timeline of the various tactics that we did over time. The, the green line is actually the statewide percentage over time of vaccination for folks age 16 and up. The orange line was actually the HAP rate. And one of the things that you can see over time was that we exceeded the statewide rate for ages 16 and up over that entire period. This is for our entire plan, not just duals. Although I will say within our dual eligible population, we were at the highest rate of vaccine coverage among all the ICO dual plans in Southeastern Michigan during most of this time period and still up until today. Uh, you can see the various tactics that we use. 
We had our own vaccine clinic at Troy for the most of 2021. We did very specific segmented population outreach. We went down to very specific age groups, gender, location, to create messages that would resonate with very specific individuals. These were not broad messages. They were meant to really target certain individuals that remained unvaccinated. Our care coordinators were really the key soldiers in this effort. I know many of you are care coordinators on this call, and you're essential really in this day-to-day -day effort and really meeting members where they are and helping them get vaccinated. We did over 200 local events across the state and Southeast Michigan, including those at McDonald's and other community-based organizations. We also educated our own providers, and we created an online CME I participated in that as a presenter in educating our providers around vaccine hesitancy, particularly as the vaccine became more available. How do you talk to your patients about vaccine hesitance and how do you work with them on the journey to help get them vaccinated? We created provider-specific incentives, and this was mainly to offset the cost for our providers to just bring in folks to have the conversation. Each one of these tactics incrementally and together raised our rate of vaccination for our entire member population over the course of the year. This was a big project. There were, most of the costs were really internal and some costs specifically related to community outreach and our incentives. The benefits were numerous. And one of the things that we are still learning at HAP is that obviously there's the community impact and our connection with our members and what we were able to achieve. But from a real material aspect, this was an effort that will save dollars for the plan, which allows us to spend those dollars on the things that our members need. We are seeing clear relationships between the rate of vaccination and reduced claims costs. We're seeing reduced post-acute care costs in those that are vaccinated. And we actually already have some preliminary data to show that those that are vaccinated, even with subsequent exposure, have a lower rate of post-COVID complications. So what were the lessons learned in this effort? I think there were a few things that worked, and these are some of the same things you heard from our previous speakers. I think the thing that mattered most for us is anchoring this effort in our mission. Again, as I started this presentation, this was personal for all of us that happened at Henry Ford. We made this effort personal in how we outreached our members. We really benefited from having real-time data that we could leverage. We had incredible senior executive support from our a health plan president who is a physician, as well as our system leadership at Henry Ford. We use a lot of focused task force work and agile sprints to improve our effort. And I think as you heard from our prior speakers, we really anchored vaccination in our overall approach to population health. Really in closing and learning from this and applying it to future efforts, this effort really helped us understand and embrace the change needed to really achieve the quintuple aim. Uh, we all know about the triple and quadruple aim, but I think we all recognize the quintuple aim is essential in achieving equity for our membership. And again, many of the same themes you've already heard, addressing public mistrust of healthcare, connecting with people, having the humility to collaborate with many stakeholders, delivering on activities that would go well beyond the typical health plan. We really try to step out of our comfort zone to, to meet the needs of our members really having an intense connection with the community and making sure that we stay on our ongoing journey to understand and mitigate uh, what we are seeing in our community, and that is the health inequities that exist and continue to exist. 
Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website, resourcesforintegratedcare.com. You can also find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care or follow Resources for Integrated Care on LinkedIn to stay up to date with our recent products and technical assistance.